Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And that is launched out to deep left field. Big fly for Mike Trout. This is ground ball to second base. Red Heagle falls down, picks it up, fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariners. It's gone! Big fly for Anthony Rendon. Hey guys, I'm Alex Curry. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. This is Brandon Marsh. This is Chris Rodriguez. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. This is our Mother's Day special, second annual Mother's Day special. And this year I am privileged to be joined with Debbie Skaggs. Uh, Debbie, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thank you. Pretty good. So obviously we're both wearing it. You can see it over my shoulder, the, the Tyler Skaggs Foundation. We'll get to that for sure because I, I know that's a big part of not only what you do, but you know, been a part of kind of our lives too for the last couple of seasons. But first, um, what I like to do with these Mother's Days is kind of get the idea of the mother's uh, perspective under, you know, I talk to these athletes and you kind of ask them about, you know, how was it being recruited? How was it being scouted? And they're kind of like, oh, it was cool, this and that. But I feel like, the, the mothers, the family members are always kind of, you know, just a, along for that ride, just as much as, you know, as the actual athlete. I like to get their point of view from everything. And um, Tyler was no different. You know, obviously being a Southern California kid and, and, and playing baseball, always had different in- – also had other interests in other sports. But when he was young and you being, you know, obviously a, a coach, um, when did you decide to, like, get him involved in, like, organized sports or at, at, at what age? I mean, Ty, Ty loves sports. Like he, he played, you know, soccer at the age of four, played T-ball. He loved basketball. I mean, he played flight football. So he was like a, he was like a kid who just dove into everything. He loved, he just loved being involved. He loved sports. He loved interacting with other kids. He was just that type of kid. You know, you know, every kid, especially when they're young, I just feel like, you know, you can't really tell which ones are the are, are the, the pure athletes until maybe they get a little bit older in middle school and stuff like that. When did you kind of for you click like, you know, time might be different than, you know, maybe some of his friends? Uh, you know, I don't think we really I don't think I really realized it till probably, you know, like entering high school. I mean, because he played so many different sports and he was constantly going from like we we'd have my uh Ty's stepdad and my um my husband would say dang dang Deb, you have him involved in everything I mean he would have a baseball game then he'd have like a basketball game then you have another baseball game and it was just he was just going from one thing to another it was it was a great experience so like the, the time that we were able to spend together was amazing um, I always tell people he's he's a little mama's boy but I mean he he just he loved sports everything about sports he loved so obviously you're with your background and softball, uh, it seems like baseball was just the easiest kind of uh, uh, translation for, for you two. Is that something you guys really clicked on as far as like even like terminology and stuff like that? Was that like the main sport where you guys can go back and forth? Oh, yeah. I mean, Ty was uh, Ty literally came to practice literally every day. If he didn't have something going on after school, I mean, he 
loved playing catch with the girls, going out and shagging balls in the outfield during batting practice. I mean, he had such an amazing relationship with the the players that we had in our program. And to this day, I still have a connection with those kids. And a lot, a lot of times those kids do a lot of stuff for the foundation. They make a lot of contributions, you know, getting the, getting the softball girls together. So they almost felt like he was like a little brother to them. So it's kind of cool. It's really cool. They have, they, they bring out all these photos of Ty when they were, when he was younger, it was, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy though to think that um, these, these were like his second mom. I mean, it could be, it could be right now, but you know what I mean? So Ty always remember the the good times that we had on the, on the softball field. So, so when he's going through like, you know, through, you know, little league and then, you know, high school, again, you being a softball coach, did you, kind of want to step back away from it or were you there like kind of coaching them also on the side or did you want just like the coaches that to to coach them hey you know sometimes sometimes the coach in you comes out and i try to step back and and um I mean, you know, Ty was the type of kid that a lot of times, you know, we we knew he was one of the better kids on the team. So a lot of times we didn't always like, you know, always stroke him and say, oh, my God, you were so amazing. It was more of like, you know, you could have done this better. You could have done that better. So yeah, yeah, it was more of like, like like Ty, he's he's got pretty thick skin. So I guess in this business you have to have thick skin because there's just so many people out there that'll, that, you know, bash you and say, and say things. It's, it's really hard. People don't really realize how hard it is to be a professional athlete. You oh, know, yeah. with people, there's, there's just so many people who are sitting behind their screen bashing you. So it's, I feel, you know, I feel really, I feel really terrible for, um, for people that, you know, have to go through that. It's not, it's not a good thing. Yeah. And even doing this, and again, we, we've, you know, doing the podcast, it's like, we've only met maybe a handful of athletes, but every time you kind of do recognize that, Hey, these guys are just like normal people. They have interests. They might, you know, they, they like basketball. They like to go off, play golf. They like music. And it's kind of, you know, humanizes them. And I think, um, you know, the, the conversation we had with Tyler is the same thing was like before, like, Oh my God, this is a big athlete on TV. You see him like, you know, every fifth day. And then you talk to him, you're like, Oh, dang. Okay. Like we have that in common. Okay. We have that in common. And that's with a a lot of players too, not just him, but like, I think you're right though. It's just like people have this preconceived notion that like, ah, they should be able to do this and that. It's like, yeah, they're human too. Like they mess up or they, you know, whatever. And I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, Yeah, definitely. I mean, Ty, Ty was just a, I mean, he, he loves sports. He, um, Growing up, like I said, he played he played multiple sports, and I think nowadays, like it's it's funny that high school kids they special they do too much specialization. Yeah. They don't play just one sport, you know. I mean, uh, multiple sports. Ty was a kid who played, you know, he played football and he played basketball and he played baseball. So he was going from season to season. So it was it was pretty crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and having a, a little bit of a coaching background myself and, and, and high school football, like we see that too with kids that are specializing. Like yeah, okay, but like. Some, it's funny that some of our best offensive linemen also played basketball because that work, you know, their footwork was great when they came over yeah. to play football. It's just, yeah, I, I, you're right. It seems like everything's kind of specialized now and not as many kids are kind of crossing over. When, when Tyler was in, in high school, obviously at, at Santa Monica, local boy, Southern California, when was the first time that you remember that, you know, it could be for college or it could have been, you know, a professional scout that, wow, he's going to be able to possibly do this, you know, beyond high school? Well... You know, he went to uh, a Stanford uh, baseball camp. He was invited to a stamp. Uh, you know, you have to get an invite to the Stanford baseball camp. And I think that kind of like uh, kind of opened the door for him. And then he was he was asked to be on uh, a, a couple travel teams 
Um, because we hadn't really, we've been on local travel teams. We weren't really, he wasn't really doing like travel teams where, you know, like these kids pack it in and, and play in different states. So I didn't really do that too much. It was more of just like local stuff with his friends and stuff. And um, he, he was asked to play on the Ohio Warhawks. So that was something that he really enjoyed. They won a national championship. He pitched. So there was a lot of different things. He was also in the area code games, which right. was also another thing that kind of, um, helped him helped him out a lot and um you know those are those were kind of um special things for him you know he he ends up getting drafted out of high school do you remember that process of like wow now i got scouts you know calling me or calling ty and coming by and then introducing themselves like you know like games do you remember you're 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 like mostly you like your kind of mindset during all that um, it was pretty crazy though. I mean, the thing is, it's like, so like it was, it was difficult because I wasn't, I wasn't always at all the games. I tried to be, as, but I was coaching softball too. Right. So like uh, the team that we had that we were, when Ty was a, um, a senior, that group was, a, my softball group was a really great group. So um, we were making it to the playoffs and doing a lot of things. So I tried to get to as many games as possible. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we had phone calls, we had emails and, you know, Ty was, Ty was a young senior. He was literally just, he was only 17 years old when he got drafted. So he wasn't even 18 yet. So he, it was a lot of times they had to go through the, through myself or, um, through his dad or through his stepdad to talk to him and stuff. So it was, it was pretty, it was pretty crazy. I mean, we, we were still doing, um, he had already, by the time he was senior year, he had already decided he was going to go to, um, Cal State Fullerton because he really liked the coaches there a lot, but you know, he took, he also enjoyed, he also took some other visits to other places. So it was kind of like, you know, we were, he was, I told him, I said, you know, you got to get ready. Like you're going to college. You can't really think about that. You got to go take the SAT. You got to go do all this other stuff. So, you know, being a a normal kid, I mean, he's at 16. I'm no mom. I don't need to take the SAT. I'm like, yes, you do. You have to have a backup plan. You never know what's going to happen these days. So yeah, exactly. I mean, great. Get drafted and something injury can happen. Now you have nothing else to fall back on. So yeah, right. right. Um, But he does get drafted in 2009 first round in the supplemental um, part of the first round, I believe was uh, like 40 or 41 that day you know, draft day. Do you remember yourself like waking up and, and thinking this is the day that, you know, his life and kind of by, by connection, your life changes, um, you know, today kind of, it was kind of a roller coaster day. I mean, it was just, it was a school day and Ty went to school. I went to school and then we were having some of his friends over some of his really good friends that he went to high school with that he just, you know, that were still, we were in his wedding too. Um, uh, and they, and, so it was it was actually pretty nerve wracking because I think I think, uh, you know, Ty had an injury his senior year with his ankle. So he didn't pitch as much as he probably would have if he hadn't been injured, because I think he also threw I think he, that year he also threw like a no hitter against and Tommy Lasorda was at that game. So it was really cool. Tommy Lasorda came up and talked to him. So that was, that was that was really cool. And then he had hurt his ankle in that game. So then he you know, of course, he was trying to work through it and not, you know, and not have to sit. But he did have to take a little bit of time off. But I think, um, you know, he wasn't sure where he was going to go. You know, things were getting like, you know, he was he wasn't really sure. So, I mean, he was happy because the Angels are like were his team, like his stepbrother loved the Angels. They we went to a million Angel games, uh, you know, they'd go early to batting practice in the outfield. And it was it was pretty crazy. Yeah, so. and it worked out great. Again, Santa Monica High School, you know, Angel Stadium. You're going to be in that system now. Um 
you know, so obviously that's a big plus staying home, but you find out pretty quickly that, you know, it's a business, you know, oh, yeah. as a business, he ends up getting traded to Arizona. Granted, it's not, you know, East coast or Midwest, it's Arizona, but still, how did, how did you feel about him being traded? And how did he feel about being traded to Arizona? Um, you know, he, it was a, it was definitely a wake up to like, yeah, this is a business and they're going to do what they need to do for the season. I mean, prospects are prospects, you know, sometimes prospects don't pan out. So he knew that he would have to go and prove himself with another organization, but he was happy that, that, um, that another organization wanted him. Cause I know Jerry DePoto, he was really high on Tyler. And um, so if I think, Actually, I think if the Angels wouldn't have taken him, I think the I think the Mariners have the next pick because I think they they picked Matt Davidson. I think and Matt Davidson's one of Ty's friends too. So I think uh, I think that they would have either they probably would have taken Tyler next. I'm not positive, you know, nothing's for sure. So he goes he goes to Arizona. He he works over there. Um, he he makes his debut with Arizona, um, major league debut. Against Miami, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. And then how does how was that seeing you know. You've seen him grow up. You've seen him in high school. You see him get drafted. You see him do the trade through the minors, and then he's there on the mound starting a game. How? How? What was your emotional emotional uh, state? It was. It was like, is this pinch me? Is this a dream or or what? This is. It was just so. It was so awesome. It was awesome to be surrounded with you know family and friends and everybody that cared about Tyler was there. And it was. We had. We had. I think we had like a group of like twenty people to maybe twenty five people because we. I have a pretty large family, right. and uh, it was. It was nice to you know to go there and support Tyler. And you know he always knew that his family was there to support him. You know whether he whether he did well or or you know or he didn't. You know. I mean, we were always there. I mean, he was just, he was a hardworking kid. So we, you supported him in, in any way we could. You work hard and you play hard. So treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteak.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. From classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to American-style Kobe, hard-to-find specialty cuts, and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it super easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with family while enjoying steakhouse-quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, Kansas City strip, juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even a complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your home this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, promo code SD. Again, that's KansasCitySteaks.com, promo code SD. Sports, culture, takes. Takeline has it all. Takeline is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy Award winner Jason Compression and former WNBA champ Renee Montgomery. That's a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and the world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, conversations, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow now to hear Takeline every Tuesday wherever you get your podcast. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now going to be on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.ag has your betting action covered. 
In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as the teams prepare to make their push for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, like it is mine, Bet Online has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, guess what? Bet Online has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. Bet Online has you covered for all the odds and real time updates, and this is the place for all your sports betting needs. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. And how did you find out, like, how, how much in advance did you know that he was, you know, starting that day? Because, like you said, you had a lot of people there, so that's a lot of, like, you know, tickets to get organized. If I don't, you know, if they're coming from the distance, getting flights and all that stuff. How, how yeah. long was that, was that, uh, infer- like, leeway? Oh, well, I think he called us the night before. Oh, I, think, I think, yeah, most of the time when he would be pitching, he'd call us the night before, and we're usually scrambling right. to – luckily, I, I don't think – I can't remember if we flew there or we drove there because there were, there were times during spring training that we would drive out for the game and then drive back the next – you know, that night. So we'd do like a – between, you know, my between my husband and I, we could, we could drive the, the six hours or whatever, you know, whatever. It's, just, it's not too bad. But, yeah, it was definitely um, – it was definitely exciting and uh, it was, it was, um, you know, it was just, it just, it made you f- feel so emotional that sometimes it almost feels like it's not real. And it feels like it's um, like, you feel like he's still a little kid, but he's in a different venue. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> and the venue's a lot bigger this time. Than yeah. Cause I've been watching him pitch for so long. Right. It, it, it's, it's crazy. Cause you're so isolated on the pitchers. Like obviously before every pitch, everyone's looking there and then you kind of, you know, don't realize like, wow, he's in this huge, you know, stadium compared to, you know, a high school mound or, or minor right. mound for that matter. So he makes his debut in 2012, gets traded back to the angels in 2013. Um, I'm he guessing that had to be, yeah. So I, I'm guessing he was thrilled. You were thrilled to have him back home. Just how oh, yeah. how was that? It was, it was so exciting. He was so happy to to come back home. And uh, I mean, Angels have always been a team that he loved. He, uh, you know, the people. I mean, he he basically like he roomed with Mike Trout in in, um, mm-hmm. in Iowa at Cedar Rapids. They were they were uh, they stayed at the same uh, family home, and it was you know he was good friends with Garrett and well, I don't know. I think Gene at that time, I'm not sure Gene was still on the team, Gene Segura, but that was that whole group of uh, like Gene and, and uh, Garrett Richards, Patrick Corbin and Tyler and, and Mike Trout. So it was, it was pretty, it was a pretty cool class. They were, they stayed buddies. I mean, you know, Patrick has just been amazing. We still stay in contact with him. He talks to Carly like all the time and he's, he's part of our, um, he's part of our honorary board for the foundation. So he, he's just been amazing. Yeah, you look back at the, that draft class, like you mentioned, it's, you know, him, Trout, Gritchick was in there. Rich, yeah, you know, it's right. just, it was, it's just, you know, these guys are still playing and it's, you know, X amount of years. You don't see that from any draft class necessarily in any team. It, 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 that's, he was part of a very special uh, angle draft class for sure. So he gets back in, 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 in Anaheim. He's home. You can have more family now at the ballpark. Oh, yeah. How, how are you when you're watching him pitch? Are you, because I've seen people like I can't watch, you know, I'll let the people around me react to how mm-hmm. it goes. Or are you like just zoned in and, and watching every pitch? Oh, I'm just zoned in. I'm not like I can watch the game. Like I, yeah, I, it, I mean, 
my husband and I, we always just sit together and, you know, we just cheer him on and, you know, get excited when he does, when he pitches really well and, uh, you know, and support him when he, if he doesn't have a great game, but it's, it's, it's so awesome to be able to just, you know, drive and go to the game and wait for him after the game and go to dinner and stuff. So it's, it was, it was, it was a great fit. It was a really good fit. It was so nice. (laughs) And I loved, that was one of the things that he loved. He loved his teammates. Like he was just, one of the, and he was, you know, he, he, he really, he was just a humble kid. Like, you know, you could walk up to him and he'd talk to you. He's never, he was never like a kid that was like, Oh, I'm, I'm a professional athlete. I'm, you know, this, that, whatever he was, he would say hi to anybody and talk to anybody. He, he treated them as if they were, you know, on the same level for sure. Yeah. And a funny story too. So, um, our, our, you know, our, um, Johnny, he he knew Luis Valbuena pretty well from his Luis's time in the minor leagues. He, he contact connected with him there, and they've been friends forever. So, um, one game he got tickets from Luis, and I guess all the family tend to sit in the same area. And Tyler was on the mound, and I think he sure. was like, and he was like three or four. He's telling he always liked telling the story, and he told Tyler this too. He was like three or four seats away from like where you were, and he can just he just every once in a while would look over there, and he would you would just would be super zoned in on like he wanted to go over there and like say hi or whatever, but he, he you were just like kind of like so full. He's like ah, you know, I'll, I'll let her kind of you know be over there and, and stuff like that. But yeah, he's seen you in in action during a, a game of Tyler's and and your uh, how you I'm locked in. Yeah, locked in on the game and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. And and kind of what you were mentioning with Tyler, that kind of humble uh, how he was is because, you know, we we, and how this interview started with with him was just, hey, I'm going to reach out to him on on Instagram, like a DM, just a random DM and just kind of, hey, blah, blah, blah. Didn't think I was going to get anything back. Just whatever. Take a shot. And I remember I was getting food at a Mexican restaurant down the street from our house, and I and I got a message back, and I damn near dropped my phone because I was like, because <laughs> I was like, it says you know Tyler Skaggs with message. I was like, wait, what? And so I read it. We kind of contacted. We worked it all out. And so the interview was great. He was great, easy to set up a schedule, blah blah blah, this and that. And then this was around the beginning of spring training, of uh, uh, yeah, 2019. And so I was like. Oh, thanks for the interview. He's like, oh, you guys coming to Tempe? I'm like, uh, I think like in two weeks. So, oh, hit me up. You have my number now. Just text me and stuff. I'm like, okay, sure. But, you know, you hear that from people. You know, somebody, yeah. oh, let me know when you're in town or this and that. So I was like, whatever. So I didn't really think anything of it. And then we go to Tempe that first night. We're in downtown Scottsdale. I might have had some adult beverages that night. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? Screw it. I don't care. I don't care. I'll, I'll text Tyler. He's like, hey, Tyler, we're in town, blah, blah, blah. Is there any way we can meet up before uh, or when you get to the to the complex tomorrow? And again, same thing. Like, eh, I put my phone down, start talking with my friends, and next thing you know, that my phone lights up, and I'm like, okay, I didn't, I didn't plan this far ahead. Like, okay, what's going, what's going on tomorrow? Like, what time are we leaving? So, yeah, and he was like, oh yeah, come by. I usually get there around this time or that time. I was like, oh, we're doing this. Okay, cool. But yeah, he was always kind of like, yeah, sure, let's meet up. Or oh yeah, sure, I'll get take, uh, you know, you know, two three minutes out of my time to just say hi, sign a ball or whatever. And that was like something that really endeared me to him was just like, oh yeah, no problem. I was like, like I was texting a friend or something like that. It, that was awesome, uh, like interaction I had with him. And then we kind of kept in contact like through DMs like throughout the season and stuff like that. So he was always that kind of a guy. He always that guy that was easy to talk to. And even after a game, you saw a bad game. It was like, hey man, you know, get him next time. Keep your head up, blah blah blah. And he, he never blew you off. I guess you know, you have a tough game. It's easy for someone to kind of be like, yeah, okay, whatever. I don't want to hear it or deal with it or anything like that. But he always like, okay, thanks, man. I, I, I you know, I, I appreciate it. And and he was always that kind of a a guy that never took you know himself too seriously. I guess is a way of putting it. 
Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, that was one of the things that was great about Tyler. Like, I mean, it didn't make a difference who you were at the stadium. He always respected you and respected what you did. And, and he was just, you know, always tried to be there for people. So that was one of his very endearing qualities that he had, that he was very humble and very giving, um, giving back all the time. And, um, and I, that, for that, I'm the most proud of, forget about what you do on the field, just how you treat other people is, is the most important thing in life, I think. And that, was that a big thing for you too? Like, I know when, when I grew up, my parents were always go over there, shake their hand, go over there and say yeah. hello. Like, was that a huge thing for you? Like oh, yeah. Ty was growing up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Look him in the eye. Whenever Tyler would talk, I always tell people, don't be looking at your phone. Don't be distracted. And he, he really, he was really good about that. He would be, whenever you talk to him, it was like, you were the only person in the room when you were talking to, when he was talking to you. So that was a, that was something that, um, I loved about Tyler. He was just, it was, it was one of his greatest qualities is that he was just one of those honest, very humble, giving, enduring kids that just loved, you know, um, giving back and and talking to people. And, and like I said, he never took himself too seriously. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And and you can see that too. And there's always some shots of him in in the dugout dancing or just, you know, making a funny face that always seemed to kind of pop its way up and like, you know, Twitter through like a meme or something. He would be like a walking meme at some points, you know, like everything. And it was, it was definitely, you would also, you could tell you had a lot of fun. Yeah. So one of the things in this day means I'm guessing a lot for you, but now kind of going through what we went through recently, um, means a lot for us too. Cause actually it was the last, um, and I just thought about it too. Like a couple, a uh, couple of days ago, July 13th, um, the no hitter. When you're there throwing out the first pitch, it was our last game together as a, as a group, seeing a game in person. Um, wow. Cause obviously 2020 with COVID and everything, we couldn't make it to the ballpark. Yeah. But, but for you, how was July 13th? How was, did, did you, did were you going to be at the ballpark no matter what, or was that kind of maybe like a last minute decision or well, how was that? Uh, well, because they were going to do something for Tyler, then I think that was the, one of the reasons why we were, we were going to go back. They were going to have a special thing for him. So that was one of the reasons we went, and they had asked me to throw out the first pitch. And, of course, I was nervous as heck. <laughs> and then I, I also texted uh, Andrew, because I still stay in contact with Andrew. Um, and I'm like, Andrew, like, dude, should I, like, be on the mound? Should I actually be on the mound? Should I be on the, should I be on the grass? He's like, oh, Gabby, Tyler would be disappointed if you want to the rubber. You know what I mean? So even I, I still talk to Mark Gubazat all the time. Like, he texts me. He's so amazing. And he's oh, the same. Awesome. Like, you, you got to throw from the mound, Debbie. So it's like, okay, way to put the pressure on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was no warm-up or anything either. I was just oh. like, here we go. Here we go. So, yeah, I mean, it was great because I had Carly and I had uh, my husband, Dan, and then I had Tyler's uh, stepbrother, Garrett. So they were all my cheerleaders. Yeah, we were um, for us too, and it just kind of worked out that way. We were originally me and my wife were planning to go down to San Diego that weekend because we have family down there and actually go catch a Padre game. But when everything happened, we kind of made it a point like, no, we're going to go Friday, and then if we go down to San Diego Saturday, then we go down Saturday. But let's we have to make this game Friday, and then again, that's where we all decided made that decision. Um, my wife, myself, Johnny, and Chris, we're all going to go do it. So we did that, and I just remember, you know not knowing if you were going to be there, if Carly was going to be there or what the situation was, because at, th- at this point, like I've talked, I talked to Carly a couple of times and realized like, Oh wow, she actually follows us on Instagram or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, was, I was kind of blown away by that. But, um, you know, you threw that pitch like down the, like down the, like 
You said you were nervous. It had no way of showing because, like, I've thrown out a first pitch at a minor league game down the, you know, at, at uh, the single A affiliate over here for Inland Empire or for the Angels, and I was like, I, I mean, I was up and in, but you know, I haven't thrown a pitch since I don't know how long. And mm-hmm. I, so for you to do it in front of all those people with the circumstances, when you saw it get there in the middle, was there some kind of a relief and kind of like, you know, how was how what was your feeling at that point? Uh, well, I was just, I was thinking about Tyler the entire time because <laughs> Tyler and Tyler and I, we would, we have this funny interaction. Like he, he always would like, say like, like he would do like some yoga and stuff. And he's like, mom, you can't do that. And I'm like, sure. I can't so I'd go down and do it. So it's the same thing. Like, I mean, Ty, Ty and I played catch all the, well, not, not, you know, since he got into high school, but he, I mean, we had, we were always constantly playing catch, but um, I just, I felt his spirit. I, I felt him like he was there with us. So I think he helped me. I think it, it helped me guide the ball to, to Andrew. So I think there was a, a higher presence there. Definitely. And then too, you talk about higher presence, everything that, and then the game starts and everything that goes o- around that game, you know, from child to yeah. home run to, you know, the distance of the home run to the last time there was a combined no hitter in the state of California was like Ty's actual birthday, you know, like yeah. all this stuff that kind of you see at the game, but then comes out later. Do you, do you remember how you felt when you saw that there was going to be a no hitter? And then when it actually got that last out and, and, and the guys do what they did with the, on the mound, like, do you remember how you felt? Uh, it was overwhelming. I mean, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I mean, still, I was kind of, I felt like I was still kind of like in, um, you know, in a different, in a different place, you know, because a lot of times, like, I wasn't really even sure what was going on with the game. Cause you know, so many people were coming in and out of the suite to see us and stuff. So it was tough until, until, until towards the end, until you realize, wow, they haven't given up a hit yet. You know what I mean? So like we were, cause we would, we were talking to, you know, a couple of the people that came in like uh, Carpino and Epler and, and, you know, people, so they were, so we were constantly talking and then, you know, like some of the wives and stuff. So, and then my family was there and then, uh, you know, Ty's, dad's family was there and everything. So it was, it was crazy. But to then to look up towards the end of the game and think, wow, that's, that's yeah. unbelievable. I mean, I was funny that I was just a text. I was just um, texting with, uh, with, um, with um, uh, Taylor. Um, what's his first name? Huh? Taylor Cole. Yeah. Taylor Cole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just texting with him. He was just checking in. Cause I had posted something about the foundation right. and just checking in. I mean, it's nice. Cause he always checks in like, Hey, how are you doing Debbie? And this and that. So he's, he's a really good guy. And, so. and Yeah. And then just the, the, over, the reaction from the player seems so right. So right to put the jerseys there. And, and, and um, that was definitely like overwhelming. Yeah. That was, that was, yeah, that was crazy too. Cause like when we, we were again, we were all together and we did the whole, you know, you don't mention it when it's in the middle, but you know, you kind of nudge, you know, your buddy and it's kind of just give him that look like, Hey, um, you know, something's going on over there kind of deal. And then same thing, like we absolutely lost our mind when they got the final out. And then we start seeing the guys come out of the dugout. And then it turned from like absolute like euphoria to like, Oh my God, like th- this was a bigger, there was something bigger behind this and just, you yeah. know, and it, that whole day for me was, was, was like a roller coaster. You come out and they do the presentation before the game. Me and my wife were emotional. Then Mike comes out and hits that home run. And then like, all right, we got this game. There's no way. And then seventh, eighth inning, I think that's when we first realized, wow, there's like a no hitter going on. And then no, no hitter happens. And it's just, it was an absolute crazy, crazy day. I mean, I'm sure for you. And then, like I mentioned for us too, but yeah. um, it definitely was surreal. 
Yeah. And then, you know, and obviously something that came out from this, and I, th- I think you put out a tweet because a lot of people were wondering where they can donate and, and, so, and, and, um, help, you know, Tyler and stuff like that. And I think right after close to or after you, you created the Tyler Skaggs foundation and that's something you've been working with obviously since then, yeah. um, you know, talk a little bit about what, what the plan is for the Tyler Skaggs foundation and like, what's your overall like mission statement, if you will. I mean, so we're doing a lot of different things and, uh, we have some really super exciting things that are, um, that, that are coming up, coming up. Um, but one of the things that we, the reason that we had um, created the Tyler Skaggs Foundation was we, we wanted a way to honor the way that Tyler lived. And um, he would always talk about the importance of teamwork and leadership and confidence in life. And he, we felt like that would be something that he'd want to do to help other kids, to empower them to, um, you know, by supporting athletic programs or other initiatives that would help them to, you know, move on in their uh, athletic endeavors because Tyler had such an amazing experience with sports, just the friendships, the, the teamwork, the confidence, the skills that gave him to become, a, you know, an amazing uh, young man and uh, husband and, uh, you know, and son. He was just, he just, those are, those are qualities. Like those are more important than what, what he was doing out on the field as well, what he was giving back to his community. I mean, people don't realize that he, you know, spoke to um, his middle school, his elementary school, his high school. Um, I mean, he would just, they would just call him and he would do it. You know, he like, just like as when, he, when you guys hit him up, it's the same thing. People would just like, Hey, is there any way you can come and talk? And it's like, Hey, yeah, no problem. Let's work this out. So those are things that we want to do with the, with the foundation. We want to create, that kind of um, you know uh, program so that other kids could, could feel that uh, type of um, commitment and learn you know these values that they can use later on in life because as we know sports also gives us gives us a lot of different things that we can use in the real world when we actually you know start working a, a job or something you know so um, we, what we are doing, we just sponsored a high school invitational. So we sponsored um, some games. We, we were out there, or I was out there um, and it was nice. It was nice. I haven't seen high school baseball in a while. So it was kind of cool. I was able to meet a lot of the kids and, you know, a lot of the kids already, especially the Samo kids know Ty's history at Samo. And so they're, they're fully aware of what's happening, but some of the other kids really didn't know. We, so that was, it was nice to go out to Culver city and, and introduce myself and talk a little bit about the foundation to the kids and just get a little bit more awareness at the high school level. I mean, we're, we're doing a pretty good job with like, you know, the things that we're doing with the 5k and, um, but we're also, what we're really excited about is that we are sponsoring a, the foundation is going to sponsor a baseball club in South central in, in, um, well, it's Compton South central at an elementary school ages, uh, third through fifth. It is going to be the Brock. It's the, uh, Barack Obama charter, um, school baseball club. That's what we're going to be sponsoring. We're going to provide, uh, all the equipment, each kid's going to have their own glove. They're going to have their own ball. We're going to renovate the field. We're going to supply them with little uniforms and we're going to, and we're just going to try to grow the game. Cause as you know, a lot of those kids probably don't have a lot of exposure to baseball. So it's, it's open to either uh, girls or boys, uh, grade uh, third through fifth. We're going to also um, 
you know, hire a coach to coach the team and um, the kids will learn how to play. And then, you know, there's other things that we're thinking about doing. If a kid plays three years within in the, in the program, then we're, and they love the game, we're, we'll sponsor that child for wherever the next level that they're going to go. So those, that's something that we're, uh, we're just starting um, and we're super excited about it. Like, you know, it's nice to, to be able to um, have an influence on young kids and try to teach them the values of sports and the values of teamwork and the values of, of leadership. Yeah. And then too, like now that more and more of that stuff is kind of coming available, you know, obviously with 2020, um, there wasn't a lot of, and you kind of mentioned it too, like now there's high school baseball, like before last, I mean, last yeah. year there was, there was nothing going on. So how hard was it to this kind of, you have all these ideas and you want to do this and you want to do that, but you just, you just couldn't. Yeah, well, we were thinking about, okay, so last year we wanted to do a high school uh, all-star game. So we're going to we're gonna do that in July, a high school um, all-star game that will be mostly, uh, hopefully, the top players in, in Southern California. Um, right now we're not, we, have, we haven't locked down a venue yet. We're, we're um, working on a couple places. So, you know, stay tuned for that yeah. on, the, uh, on the social media and you'll be able to know when that's going to happen. But we also did a lot of things that, would ha- that helped out during the COVID. We did a lot of... Um, uh, grab and go lunches. Right. Yeah. Um, we provided Thanksgiving meals. We also um, provided uh, stockings and games for the children at um, UCLA Mattel Hospital. So those are things that we did. Um, you know, COVID-wise, we we didn't really get to do the baseball p- part of it last year. But this year, we're really you know we're really trying to hit it hard now that you know things are kind of opening up and we're able to you know get more involved. Yeah, and that's great too because I remember um, the the toy drive, and I remember the Thanksgiving, uh, you know, dinners and stuff like that. And that was a great, you know, like you mentioned, like you couldn't do the baseball stuff, but you just didn't sit there and just wait for it to come around. You're still active and and doing things in the community, which is which is great. So um, obviously, I'm wearing a hat. You're wearing a shirt over my shoulder. Tell the people um, if they want, you know, I have a sweatshirt that you know it's a little warm for me in, in this little room, so I have to wear it, but. Um, you know, tell people where they can get, you know, a hat, a T-shirt, a sweatshirt. So we're just we're just uh, we should be amping up the uh, the the new store. So hold tight for the for the new merchandise. But they still can go to the Tyler Skaggs Foundation dot org and, and donate. Any amount is awesome. You know, we'll take anything and everything because um, most of everything is going to go to the programs that we're that we're beginning. Because I know the the um, the baseball program is going to you know the 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 little third and fifth grade um, baseball club is going to take a lot of our time and effort to try to make sure that we can grow the game because that's a that's a program that you know they don't have now so we're really you know going to just renovate that field and make it playable for the kids but um yeah I, I look check out social media when we're when the store's up and running and um you know i'd love for anybody to order a hat or or a sweatshirt or a t-shirt that'd be awesome yeah, definitely check it out. Um, like she mentioned, TylerSkaggsFoundation.org, or you can go to the link in the bio of either our Twitter or our, um, Instagram. You click on our link, and it's right there, part of our link tree. So definitely check it out. Uh, something that we've been a, a part of and, and feel grateful to be part of, um, you know, kind of wedged our way in there, you know, but, you know, it is what it is. No, um, thank you. You've <laughs> done an amazing job. Like, you, you have done – your group, you and and everybody there have done an amazing job to sponsor Tyler and to get his name out there. And we 
so appreciate everything you've done for us. It's yeah. amazing. It's we're lucky to have people like you in our corner, you know, and it's 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 amazing. And we're we're so fortunate because the virtual 5K was amazing too. And I love to watch the video of you running. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so my wife was like way, way down there. Yeah. I, was, I, I text Carly like when I signed up and everything, I'm like, I don't come out of running often, but I guess I will for this uh for this, for this found for this for this cause but yeah that was a lot of fun and uh she had my wife also had a blast she's a runner so she was like oh yeah let's let's do it i'm like all right cool so that was an easy easy convincing on that yeah. one but yeah the 5k was great um you know and then the the strikeout thing we're, we're we're doing this year and then we did last year just trying to find you know a fun way of of uh donating and we really we really appreciate it too like not only like you you know carly yourself just always kind of Hey, thank you for this. Thank you for that. Like that, that does, that shows that, you know, we're not just, you know, we're, we're, we're people were getting it and, and it's a lot of, a lot of fun for us to, to donate too. Yeah. Well, maybe we can uh, somehow we can get together and, and uh, figure out a way that we can even make it even bigger, you know? Oh so, yeah. I mean, we would love to. Yeah. I mean, you're great. So yeah. it's, it's, this whole thing is amazing. And like, again, we really appreciate, um, you know, everything you've done for the foundation and for Tyler and, and the support just is means so much to us. Yeah. You know, any little bit, you know, any little bit that you people can do it. Uh, like you said, one dollar five dollars ten dollars whatever helps and and you know johnny was a big charity guy like um the reason why i think i got into this or the idea of donating to the tyler skaggs foundation last year with the strikeout thing was johnny did a lot of um charitable stuff with a different like organizational group in in riverside and i thought that was really cool i saw the the smile it brought to his face and then the kind of um what he did to himself, like, yeah, I, I like giving, giving back. And, uh, and, and I was trying, I was trying to figure out a way for us as like the podcast and the social media, like, how do we get involved in something? And so I just figured the timing of everything and, you know, that worked out best for us is like, you know, let's make this fun. Let's, let's, let's get like a running count on something. <laughs> and, you know, obviously with Tyler being a, a, a pitcher, like, well, let's, and it's a 60 game season. So obviously it's not going to be a, a full season. Like let's just count strikeouts and go dollar strikeout. And all three of us kind of looked at each other like, all right, let's do it. And then this kind of grew from there. So um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And we really, I, I really appreciate you guys' work that you are for, you know, obviously for Tyler and just the work you're doing around the community and getting baseball going in, in different parts of the, of, you know, different cities that might not, you know, have that kind of availability is awesome to see. Yeah. It'll be, it's going to be great. I, I, we're super excited um, to uh, really start on this and, and glad that we're going to be able to, uh, I mean, we're going to work on the field between now and in September and we're hoping to start at the start of the school year for the kids. Yeah. So we just ordered all the equipment. And so, and then we're coming up with a, a new logo for the, um, for our first baseball club. So we'll see, I don't know what we're, what we're getting, what we're going to get for the little uniforms yet, but we'll figure something out. Awesome. Um, Debbie, uh, thank you so much um, for taking time out and chatting with us. And I want to wish you a happy Mother's Day. Um, And again, thank you very, very much. And if there's anything else we can do, just don't hesitate to ask. I'm sure we can uh, work our way uh, over there and, and help out. Thank you. I appreciate that. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. 
Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.